Welcome back into a Friday edition of Sports Call here on WTGZ Tiger 95.9 FM. JJ Jackson with Ryan LaVoy and Brooks Childress inside our studios. And on this Friday, we are so thrilled to go back to our phone lines. And joining us is our good pal Kevin McAlpin of the Braves Radio Network, as he does on Fridays. Kevin, thanks for the time. How's your week been? How are you, man? You know what? I'm sitting by the pool. It's uh, it's a nice, warm summer afternoon. Uh, it doesn't get much better than that. trying to tire these kids out so I can squeeze in a nap before I have to go to work later on today. But doing well, fellas, uh, enjoying the summer and enjoying the way this team's been playing here over the last few, uh, well, I guess, month and a half or so, going back to early June. Without a doubt, what a run this team has been on, and it's been so much fun to watch them ever since June 1st. We look at Atlanta. Uh, here they are with the series against the Washington Nationals before the All-Star break uh, comes up. So, uh, the Braves over the past few weeks since June 1st, again, just dominant play from Atlanta. And it's been a batter of so many different people contributing for the Braves, Kevin. Yeah, it really has. You know, top to bottom in your lineup, everybody's had a part in, in what they've done here uh, over, you know, really since the start of June. You've got uh, the guys at the top of the lineup with Ronald being back in there every single day and Dansby an all-star. That's been unbelievable to see. Matt Olson has been an extra base hit machine, and now you're starting to see the power numbers. Uh, starting to pick up from that. So that's been encouraging. You know, Austin Riley, a guy who should be an all-star. How he's not an all-star, I have no idea. It's an absolute crime. And then, you know, you look at towards the bottom of the lineup uh, with, uh, you know, guys like Michael Harris II, a guy who I, don't, I was uh, frankly shocked when the Braves brought him up this year. I didn't think there was any chance we would see him, uh, you know, given the fact that uh, Alex Anthopoulos likes to give these guys extra time and extra seasoning in the minors. So your offense has been doing it. Your pitching staff's been great. Kyle Wright, 11 and 4 with a sub three ERA at the All Star break. I mean, are you kidding me with what he's done? Uh, Spencer Strider really helping solidify the rotation. So, uh, you know, your bullpen's been there for you all year. Uh, you're catching the ball defensively. It's just been uh, really good team baseball here. A big reason why that they've cut that deficit from 10.5 down to 2.5 entering play here tonight. And Kevin, this time of year, we always start to look at the uh, the transactions, and we understand the trade deadline is coming up in two and a half, three weeks or so. My question is not exactly about that, but but about the Braves making an acquisition uh, just a few days ago, getting Robinson Cano, and of course Robinson Cano nearing the end of his career, as Ron Washington noted. But but Wash was very complimentary of him and said that he was willing to work. And of course, we've heard that Cano will primarily play second base against right handers, at least while Ozzie Albies continues to be injured. What are the Bra- What are the Braves expecting to get out of Cano? And do you think he can plug this gap until Albies gets back? You know, honestly, I don't know if there's really any expectations. It's a classic zero-risk, high-reward type maneuver for the Braves where you know he's getting paid $24 million from the Mets not to play there. And if it doesn't work out in Atlanta, you're paying them a prorated portion of the minimum, about, what, $3,000, a day to be part of your team. So if it doesn't work out, you cut your losses and move on. And so really, you've got nothing to lose. I think the one thing that really stood out to me was at 39 years old, guys, He's at the end of his career. You just mentioned that. But he went to AAA, and he worked hard in El Paso when he was with San Diego. And I think that shows you that this is not about the money. This is about winning. This is about trying to uh, make one last uh, run at a, at a World Series title, and he's got a chance to do that here in Atlanta. So I, I like the work ethic. I like the attitude. Um, I think he's still got a little left in the tank. And, again, three weeks from now, if, if he shows that he doesn't have much left, then you cut your loss and you move on. And it doesn't really cost you anything when you think about – uh, the price of free agents and the price of guys 
that have the back of a baseball card like a Robbie Cano. So I like the move. I think it's a, it's a good one for this team. So far, so good. Defensively, he's been fine. Uh, offensively, you know, he hasn't given you a ton. But again, I'm not needing a ton when I have the rest of this lineup rolling the way it is. So uh, I'm, I think he's a good guy to have here. He's a good role model in the clubhouse. And I, I think so far, so good from what we've seen from, again, a 39-year-old guy who's accomplished as much as he has. Um, I, I like what we've seen so far. Kevin, I want to bounce off that last question and go right to uh, Cano's at second for Albies. What is the timetable right now for Albies' return? Is it going to be soon, sooner rather than later, or are we going to wait another about month to see him? And then also with the injury updates, what's the situation with Mike Soroka looking like? You know, I think that uh, probably mid to late August and probably the latter end of that is more realistic for when we would see uh, you know, Ozzy come back. Uh, look, it's it's a, it's a broken foot. I mean, it's a, it's a big injury. So you want to make sure he is healed and healthy when he does come back and give him plenty of time to get his timing back after missing a few months. So uh, I would think probably towards the, the second half of August is when you would see him. Uh, as far as Mike Soroka, it does sound like he'll start a rehab, an official rehab assignment here pretty soon in the minors um, as uh, he's been down at the complex for about a month now in Northport uh, doing all the drills and all the side sessions and all the work. You know, he did have a little bit of a setback, minor, minor setback, uh, as he was hit by a comebacker in the knee. That just shut him down for a couple of days. Good news was it wasn't related to the Achilles or anything else he's recovering from. So not a major issue whatsoever. So um, I do expect to get word that he begins a, an official rehab assignment soon. And between Soroka and Kirby Yates, you're going to get two really good arms back. Um, you know, later in August for the second, you know, second half run and a push into September. So uh, that'll be huge to have him back. Now, look, is he going to be the Mike Soroka he was three years ago? I doubt it. Uh, but can he be a guy that's 75, 80% of that guy? Absolutely. And if that's what you get, boy, plugging him into a fifth spot in a rotation uh, feels pretty good uh, at this point in the season. Kevin, you mentioned earlier you didn't expect Michael Harris to be called up this year, but he did get called up. He's been phenomenal uh, in this playing time for the Braves. Looking at the minor leagues, is there another name down there that you think that the Braves could call up before the end of the season that could have an impact going down the stretch? You know what? Not not really um, at this point. You know, I know a lot of folks were wondering about Drew Waters, and then he gets traded. You know, last week, so obviously you cross him off that list. Um, you know, maybe a pitcher or two, uh, potentially a Kyle Muller, a Bryce Elder, somebody like that. Uh, we could see down the stretch. That would be the only one. I don't expect any real surprises, honestly. Um, you know, you've seen a guy like Freddie Tarnuff move up from Double uh, A AA to Triple A. He's an exciting young arm. I don't expect to see him this year, but he could very well compete for a spot next year uh, going into spring training. So I think that, that your roster is is pretty well set. Uh, you might make a couple of uh, ancillary moves, you know, between now and the deadline. Uh, again, they could throw out a veteran starter if they wanted to. Um, they certainly could could use that with Spencer Strider's innings uh, adding up very quickly. So. Ultimately, I don't think the shopping list is nearly as long or as extensive as it's been. Uh, see, last year when Alex made, what, five deals at the deadline last season, I don't expect that flurry of activity again because your roster's in pretty good shape. And again, you do have some reinforcements on the way. Uh, so some of those moves will be internal moves you'll make uh, to, uh, to, to help strengthen your roster uh, come August 1. Our guest is Kevin McCampin with the Braves Radio Network. Braves coverage heard here in Auburn, AM 1230 WAUD. As the Braves again continuing a four-game series with the Washington Nationals prior to the All-Star break. We mentioned it a moment ago, but the trade deadline is also nearing. And 365 days ago today, the Atlanta Braves acquired Jock Peterson. What a move it was for the club en route to the 2021 World Series. Are there any deadline moves that you think Atlanta could benefit from this year, Kevin? 
Yeah, you know, I think again, just a veteran starter could be could be you know beneficial. Again, I don't know if you're really relying on Mike Soroka to be a you know a uh, a big time part of your rotation down the stretch and in the playoffs. Uh, if anything, you know, maybe he can help you in the bullpen as you ease his way back in. So I think veteran starters still at the top of the list. You know, maybe a bat off the bench, but at the end of the day. You don't really use your bench like you used to in a non-DH world. So I don't think that's as high of a priority as it would have been in years past either. So, um, again, I, I think starter, you know, pitching, you can never have enough pitching. We all know that. And so if they're able to find a guy to make sense, maybe another very low-risk, high-reward type guy, um, that, you know, if it doesn't work out, you cut your losses and move on, I can see that being a scenario. But I don't think it's a, you know, a front-line guy. I think it's probably more of a 3, 4, or 5 guy to help you round things out. That's probably top of the list, and again, I don't think it's a very extensive shopping list when it comes to uh, what they want to do between now and August 2nd. And Kevin, with the Braves getting five All-Stars, unfortunately, the talk around Braves country feels about more who didn't make it in the third baseman, Austin Riley, who, of course, second in the National League in home runs, fourth overall in home runs. I was reading something the other day that reminded us that I believe that Terry Pendleton in 91 and Chipper Jones in 99 did not make the All-Star team, yet went on to win National League MVP. And I wonder, Kevin, how possible is it that uh, history might repeat itself this year? Well, I still think it's a crime, A, that he got voted seventh in the MVP balloting last year. I think that was absolutely a joke. And then for him not to be an All-Star this year, I mean, what he's done, the numbers have been terrific. And I think a lot of folks said, well, what's he going to do to build off of last year? Well, all he's done is eclipse and surpass all of his paces from where he was this time last year to where he is this time this season. So Austin's having a great year. I think he all know he knows that we all believe he's an all-star, whether he gets that notoriety or not. It doesn't sound like he will. Uh, you know, he deserves it. I mean, I don't know what more he has to do. Uh, look, he's not the flashy guy that shows up with all the, you know, the big celebrations and home run trots and things like that. He just goes in and does his job day in and day out. And by the way, plays a really darn good brand of third base as well. But I don't think that area of his game gets enough credit as well. But, you know, again, I think we all know he's an all-star. I think we all know he should be right up there in the top two or three in, in voting in the MVP. Uh, I may have had one too many bourbons this past offseason and sent him a message and told him as much that it was a crime that he, that he finished as low as he did. Uh, I think he uh, had a good laugh about <laughs> that one uh, during, during the offseason. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think we all know how special he is. Uh, his teammates know how much he means to, to his team. And, again, they're winning. They're coming off a World Series title, and they're, they're primed to make another deep run here as well. So I think that probably means more than anything to him right now. Kevin, we've asked several questions uh, so far today about and it's kind of been around how busy the front office is. You're gearing up for a second half run here with the All-Star break coming up. You're you're getting ready for the transaction, the trade deadline at the end of the month. You've also got the MLB draft coming up starting this Sunday that uh, Major League Baseball has moved to around All-Star week. What do you think the Braves are, are looking to do with those first few picks of the MLB draft? I know it's not going to be you know this immediate impact because that, that's how the MLB draft works. It's not like any other draft. But what, what do you think the Braves do with these first few picks? I wouldn't be surprised at all if they go the pitching route again. I mean, I think you look at historically what they've done, a uh, track record of guys where they like to go high school pitching where there's not the, uh, you know, the wear and tear on the arm. Uh, position player-wise, I would think they would look the college route. Uh, but again, I think that when you're, you're talking about trying to restock a farm system, look at what they did under the previous regime. It was pitching, 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 and even more pitching. And some of those guys here are having an impact at the major league level right now. So I think ultimately you look the pitching route, you try to restock. You know, the Braves farm system was ranked, you know, two, three, four for a number of years in a row. Now they're kind of middle of the pack. 
big reason why a lot of those guys have graduated and are here now contributing at the big league level. So I think ultimately trying to find pitching to, to restock that system would be really important come the uh, come the draft this week. And Kevin, I wanted to circle to back to the All Star Weekend festivities or All Star Week festivities because of course you know five Braves are there, but also Ronald Acuna Jr. participating in the Home Run Derby, and also one of your your thoughts on not only Albert Pujols and Miguel Cabrera getting to play in the All-Star game, which I think is a great idea, but also Albert Pujols participating in the home run derby. I don't expect him uh, to, to win it, but uh, I, I think it's a really cool thing done by Major League Baseball. What do you think? Yeah, no, it's cool. Look, I, I don't know how well, I don't know how much he's got left in the tank as far as home runs are concerned. Uh, I don't know what kind of showing he'll have. Look, he did play in L.A. last year and had a, a pretty decent run with the Dodgers uh, in the second half of the season. So, you know, maybe that gets him a little more fired up. But, yeah, it, it is kind of cool to see those kinds of legends, especially Pujols going out this year. I wonder what Miguel Cabrera is thinking, though. He's like, I got two years left on my deal, guys. Like, I, I'm not ready to hang him up just yet. I'm not <laughs> retiring. It's the old man Pujols over here. And, look, I'll say this. I don't necessarily know if I believe that Pujols is actually going to retire at the end of the year. I'm just throwing it out there, guys. If he gets six or seven more homers between now and the end of the year, he's sitting on 690-ish going into the offseason. But that 700 number is a pretty special number. So it wouldn't shock me at all if he wanted to stick around, maybe come back for at least the first half of next year. Now, again, who's going to want him? Who's going to have a roster spot for him? We know how uh, you know precious roster spots are now uh, with, with uh, 26-man rosters. You know, would a team want to do it? Would the Cardinals have room for him? I don't know that. Uh, but I do think that if he's that close, man, I got a funny feeling thinking he still walks away, uh, you know, at 42 years old, going on 43. Uh, but yeah, I do think it's kind of cool to, to see those guys get recognized. They'll do a nice ceremony. MLB will, I'm um, sure, have tribute videos for, for especially Pujols, who at least says he's going out after this year. But again, I'll, I'm at the point where I'll believe it when I see it right now. Should, should be really interesting. It is always something when players retire just shy of a milestone and you're sitting there thinking, yeah. why not chase after it for one more good run? All right, let's end with this. How are you spending your all-star break, Kevin? You know what? Uh, me and the fam, we're going to load things up. We're going to go down to St. Simon's Island. We're going to spend uh, four days at the beach. Uh, you know, my son is so neglected where, you know, he doesn't ever get the chance to go on family vacations <laughs> in the summer because all of his friends are always out of town. They're at the beach and dad's always working. So I said, let's load up the car. Let's go to the beach for a couple of days. Uh, we'll enjoy some time there and then we'll get back at it. And guys, what, what a uh, what a treat it'll be a week from today when we do come back from the break. The Anaheim Angels will be here at Truist Park. So Shohei Otani, Mike Trout and company, it'll be a lot of fun. But We'll enjoy uh, four days of, of peace and quiet, or I guess at least much as much peace and quiet as you can get when you have a seven-year-old and nearly two-year-old. So hopefully a little bit of relaxing, hopefully uh, some, some cold beers consumed, and uh, we'll, we'll enjoy some downtime and, and get right back at it a week from today. Outstanding. Well-deserved, of course. The McAlpin family, uh, a beach trip. That's always great. Tell us who to be on the lookout for with these last three games before the All-Star break against the Nationals. Who's your pick this have, week, Kevin? Have your pick offensively for this team, uh, for the Braves, because this National team stinks out loud these guys are terrible <laughs> uh corbin tonight the lefty you know what i'm gonna look at you know what i'm gonna go cheap and easy can i can i go cheap and easy yeah give me austin riley to have a big weekend i think he's a little bit of a chip on his shoulder that he's not an all-star now look he's a new dad so he gets some time with his baby uh, he told me the other day his wife's not totally bummed uh, that she'll have a couple of uh, extra you know set of hands around the house while uh, while he's not going to the all-star game but i think austin has a big night and I think he starts it tonight against the lefty Patrick Corbin. Perfect. Kevin, thanks for the time. We'll talk again next week, okay? All right, fellas. Appreciate it. That's our pal Kevin McAlpin of the Braves Radio Network. He's joining us here on Sports Call today.